think this is the first time in a couple months that we're actually uh, following through on one episode a week. What's up, boys? I oh, it feels good to be back. You know, mm-hmm. it's actually fucking half this week that we can we can talk about Somewhere. it. Yeah, yeah. I think we all saw the video by now of DB, uh, you know, calmly reacting to pending free agent Bo Horvat becoming a New York Islander, <laughs> addressing their desperately needed. Go ahead. I was just back, and, you know, just enjoying my time, and then now I realize we're we're the Islanders resign. This is this should give a ratty. Beauvillier, I I did agree it was his time to go. It was a clutch playoff summer, but God was the invisible season. God. Well, go ahead. We can keep this rolling. You want it, want me to wait? Oh, we're gonna wait. We're gonna. I want to start with an earlier trade, the the big blockbuster of the two. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to work our way up to you know the small trade that happened in New York. You know, I'm talking Ryan Merkley and Matt Nieto for Martin Kaut and Jacob McDonald. Any Coleman? You got any notes on this that you want to share? I mean, no, not really. It's just two young players who. I've just really needed a change of scenery, and hopefully this will do it for them. All right, well. You know, two older guys, too, that are, you know, we're getting closer to the end. Yeah, it's, wow, 30 and 29. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost two separate trades if you break it down. It's it's like Merkley for Cow and Nieto for McDonald. Two depth guys. I mean, Nieto's a good third-line player, but two, you know, bottom six for Nieto, bottom pairing for McDonald, or bottom six, depending on how you want to use them. Um, and then Cout for Merkley. I mean, Merkley's 22, Cout's 23. They were drafted five picks apart in 2018. Um, Martin Cout had three points in 27 games for the Avs this year. Um, yeah, yeah. He's got three points in two games for the – or yeah, he's got three points in two games for the Barracuda in the AHL so far. Uh, he's got a- – but he just hasn't he hasn't stuck just i i, I don't think i'm i don't want to call him a dud maybe just change the scenery is something that was for both sides because obviously it's ryan merkley that's i see him everywhere i feel like I mean, at least in the last the trade chip yeah different uh, merkley but um is that yeah <laughs> that's nick merkley ryan merkley yeah. ryan merkley was drafted 21st overall in 2018 by the sharks Got 14 points in 30 AHL games this year. Last year, he played 39 in the NHL with six games for an offensive-minded defenseman. That's not really numbers you want to see. Uh, no. Just struggled all around for him so far. Right shot. Colorado's going to, you know, give it a shot, and we've seen what they've done with and So, who knows? You know, he's, he's, a, he's four years removed from when he was drafted. So, I mean, 22 years old, and he's still got time, you know, time left. And then Nieto, Long Beach, California native, Anaheim Junior Ducks growing up, uh, 47th overall pick in 2011, spent three and a half years at Boston U, and then he followed a very interesting pattern. He spent two and a half years in San Jose, three and a half years in Colorado, and now he has spent the last two and a half in San Jose again, and now he's back to Colorado. So very, very fucking weird. I mean, he's career high, 27 so, you know, he's a fringe third-line guy there. Um, decent skater, but, you know, 30 years old, he'll 
he's kind of just drawing in for a team that struggled to stay healthy up front this year. So, and Jacob McDonald, uh, Cornell graduate, actually, fun fact for you guys. So smart guy. Um, and I looked at, I didn't know much about him. I, I've heard his name recently for the abs, but he spent 110 games in the East Coast league, you know, ECHL. Then 260 in the AHL, and now he's got 78 in the NHL. So not like he, uh, you know, he fucking he worked his ass off to get up there. So you know, not a not a bad pickup for a, a locker room that on a team that's struggling. But that's you know, it's minor trade. We'll get into DB's favorite here in the, right now. <laughs> DB, here we go. You have the floor. Okay, my opinion. I'm going. I think it's fucked. Now I'm sitting back. To hearing opinions on both sides, like we've talked about it a couple times already, but like sitting here, we're the Islanders. I'm an Islanders fan. I know it's gonna happen. That senile fuck fucked us, just like he fucked the Devils, and I, now we lose a potential to see. I mean, I think, like I said, this season, but he can clutch in the playoffs, which is what they're. Go for so that moves made now. I get that um, who wants a player in return that play. I do, and uh, we're obviously addressing the need of a score, but half years too fucking late. I've got I've got a couple things here on Bo Horvat. This is where we'll start. Right, first off, Bovillier is twenty five years old right now. Horvat's twenty seven. Yes. Horvat ain't that much older. Um, <laughs> much more proven. Both first round picks, two drafts apart in very different parts of the round. So Beauvillier is not that much younger than Horvat, you know, in the grand scheme of things here. A um, couple things about Horvat. Right now he's making 4.125. Uh, his goal for an extension is greater than eight. Uh, he's in last year that contract. So he's looking for over eight mil. Probably going to be 825. Probably going to be close to eight. You know, I mean, they could use Josh Norris's current contract as a potential comparable. Norris is obviously younger, but Horvat's much more proven. Um, the thing about Horvat is, you know, he's not an 80-point scorer ever in his career. His career high is 61 points in 82 games. Never been a point per game. This season, he's got 54 and 49, so he's on pace to absolutely blow away that career high. Um, he's got 31 goals in those 49 games. So 50, out of those 54 points, 31 are goals, so he's scoring a lot. Spent the last four years as the captain in Vancouver. So, I mean, from a leadership perspective, you know, it's good to add that to the locker room. And another little fun fact for you, his second cousin is Travis Konechny. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. What? No, that was me today, but nice fucking try. Um, Are you gotta be and you guys And you guys give up, and you guys give up A2 Ratty, who, you know, you... Literally, last pod, it was Last pod. I think I think you it was actually. I think it, I think we talked. I think we talked about yeah. this last pod. I, I, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> here I am thinking I found a fun fact for you guys. Uh, A two Ratty. That's the that's a that's the only real concern. You know, Bavillier is twenty five. His career high is forty nine or thirty nine points in sixty eight games. So he's got twenty and forty nine this year. You know, he's twenty eighth overall pick in twenty fifteen. Not too much going for him so far. He's had a rough start. You know, he hasn't really been great. 40 points isn't horrible, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but A2 Ratty, you know, he was really start. There was a lot of talk that he was starting to look good, especially in the AHL. I mean, he only had 15 points in 27 games in Bridgeport this year. 
Islanders. 52nd overall pick in 2021. He's only 20. And he's younger than me. Crazy. Um, but there's a big concern for his skating. So, at the end of the day, if you guys can re-sign Bo Horvat, I think you win the trade, depending on how ratty he looks. A lot of people think he's a bottom six guy in the NHL. A lot of people think his skating is going to keep him down there. But you know what? We'll see. Coleman, I haven't gotten your thoughts yet. What do you think? Uh, I mean, if Horvat sticks in, in New York, which I don't think he will at asking for over eight mil, it would be a good trade. But I don't think he's going to be enough alone to get them to the playoffs this season. That East Conference is just so difficult right now that you're going to need more than a, a second-line goal scorer to really get what, you What if you nah, – nah, me and Clayton dived in on this. What if they're both on the first line? Once it transitions over. Horvat, Horvat spent some time on the wing in Vancouver this year. And Barzell can transition right. to wing if they really needed it to. Yeah, Barzell's been awful at faceoffs. So, I mean, if I'm – if I'm, yeah, if Horvat's I'm, definitely more of a faceoff guy. If I'm Lane Lambert, I'm looking at possibly moving um, Horvat – Hor, keeping Horvat in center and, and see if Barzell can move to the wing. Especially Thanks. with that speed. But still, though, like, what do you have after that first line? I mean, Nelson's There's, been pretty – Nelson has been Nelson is a 2C. And then, like, Lee. Anders wing. Nelson, Lee. I just think as far as, like, that depth goes, the especially the Metro division, it's still just not there. Here's the thing about the Islanders, right? First off, the goaltending alone, if they if Horvat can score, can keep up the scoring pace he's at right now, Combined with the goaltending, then then they have they have a real strong case. They have one of the top five goaltenders in the National Hockey League. Um, however, that's got to that they got to get they got to get scoring. But if they're a team to me that's built for the playoffs, not necessarily to get there, but if they make it to the playoffs, they're a team to watch. They're built for oh, the playoffs. For sure. They just have to get there first. Yep. The, <laughs> I mean, P and yeah, exactly. P and P. Romanov and then Clutterbuck, Sezikis, and Martin. That's playoff style, right? There. I Clutterbuck game changes. He doesn't play the rest of the year though. It's Hudson Fashing's job. To, Hudson Fashing. He's playing right great too, but yeah, that's cool. He'll be back though before Clutterbuck. <sighs> Think about it. Yeah, good point. He'll probably right. be back after a break. Yeah, good point. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a it's a tall task, but I think it's better for Lou to pull the trigger now than wait until trade deadline without having that scoring. And them be in an in an even worse position. Because then you I mean, see what they can do at the deadline. I mean, depending on this Tage Thompson injury in Buffalo, that I know we're going to get to in a little bit. But depending on how serious this injury is, I've heard it's not super serious, but it's serious enough to keep him out of All Star Weekend. Um, I mean, that's that's a that could be a potential issue for you know Buffalo, who's yeah. currently competing with with uh, the Islanders for that second wild card spot. Coleman, uh, let's talk about. Uh, Tage and, and his replacement for the All-Star game. Talk about some All-Star replacements. Well, as you know, what was it? About a week ago that Matthews was ruled out and replaced yep. by Barkov. And then it was just yesterday that, that Thompson got injured and Darlene's stepping in to take his place there. Yep. And then there was one more. Who was the third one? Chandler it's Stevenson replaced Matty oh. Beneers, <laughs> right. making making no Seattle Kraken in the All Star game this season. No Jared McCann. They could have put someone else from Seattle in there. There's they a, should have done. Like, come on. 
Seattle, Vince Dunn, Pacific. Seattle has on. been one of the best teams in the league this year. What a story! Yeah. You want to you know they they keep pushing this Vegas story, but I mean Vegas, their guys, the guys in Vegas can't even fucking stay healthy. You're right, you know? though. Right. You got you got Crack Jack and um, Mark Stone now is hurt. I think Eichel's back. I don't know. I can't keep track. He's always hurt. He's out. Stone, He's out. Stone will back. be out indefinitely with that back injury. Yep. That back, back surgery. surgery. Sorry. Another yeah. one. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's another – that's a huge loss LTIR money. Yeah. Here we go. There's there's talk that they have that they have enough to make a move it to bring in Tarasenko, which is what they're discussing. Um, speaking of LTIR, Gustav Nyquist <laughs> is out for the season. Possibility he's back for playoffs. There's discussion that Columbus might move him uh, similar to what Pittsburgh did with uh, Nate Bolio last year um, for a conditional seventh-round pick. That's probably what they would get. Better Um, to get something than nothing. Exactly. And um, a couple other things. Jersey Mike's is the new official sub of the National Hockey League. That's a W. Wow! Shout That's out Jersey Mike's. Shout out Jersey Mike's. You know, Coleman's was... so un- he's so unamused. He's but just but like, let's why take... the fuck was this need to be mentioned? Yeah. Let's take a look here, right? Are they the official sandwich of the Ringside Podcast? No, no. But but this but is. But please a sponsor us. We I would want to be sponsored by you guys. Yeah. Please sponsor. This us. is a, this I would gladly take a Jersey Mike's that beat out several other big names. Oh, sorry. Fucking maybe Jimmy John's. I think it's Jersey Mike's and Jimmy John's that fight. Scrubway, there's Jimmy John's. They beat out Quiznos. Mike Dude, Quiznos doesn't even fucking really exist no more. Jersey yeah, I kind Mike's. Of about Quiznos, I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, there's, there's a, but there are, there's a lot of good sub shops out there, and Jersey Mike's. You're about to say like, really... goddamn Mister Good Sense. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that is, but um... yeah, maybe it's just my type type of town. But there's like three sub shops. Called Mr. Good Sense, and it's literally the fucking grocery shit. The shit side of Phoenix, yeah, I know. Shut, go fuck yourself. Yep. Go yep. fuck yourself. Yep. There you go, bud. DB and his big West Side stuff. Speaking of uh, moving to the West, sounds like Carey Price is moving to BC at the end of the year, headed back home. He is going to call it a career, probably keep collecting his paychecks. Maybe he doesn't call it a career. Um, <laughs> But he's never going to play again. It sounds like, and he's moving. He's moving back to the, back to the BC uh, ranch. So, I feel like by now, pretty much everyone knew it was kind of over for him. Yeah, I did. He would have came back. I thought he would have came back already. I wanted to see the Carey Price make a save challenge impossible, but you know, we didn't. So, yeah, no, I I, I agree. I think I think we knew it's over for him, and and I think the writing on the wall is kind of becoming clear for Robin Leonard in Vegas. Maybe not as just as a Vegas Golden Knight. I mean, that's that's definitely become clear. I mean, there's no way they bring him back, right? No. I mean, he's, Logan he's Thompson is that replacement but... already. He's yeah. He stepped up to the plate, and that's his that's his starting role now. So where do you move Robin Leonard? I mean, you know, he thrived in Buffalo, so maybe move him back there. They might huh, move yeah. back to the island, Varley for Leonard. Straight Leonard up. would retire immediately I don't know. if they sent him back to Buffalo. I don't know if Leonard's ever going to play again, though. I don't think so either. Yeah. He's got he's got some stuff to take care of on his snake farm. I mean, yeah. that's he's going to have to play again to make up for that money mil, that he yeah, lost. Yeah, fifty mil. Trying a large chunk of change. 
Speaking of money lost, I didn't have this in my notes, but um, Bali Sports is taking a severe hit. They are over their billions of dollars in debt. Um, they, I hate the Bali Sports. They are. It's. I don't know what's going on there, but they are like they're. It's because they literally fucking. The they don't put they. They don't pay or like they don't put themselves on the streaming services, so they're not on like Hulu Live, Fubo, all of that shit. So like you literally have to pay for Bali Sports Plus. Well, this is the issue. They're not getting enough money, and um, they're not going to be able to pay the NHL this month on their payments. So I don't know what's going to happen. Those games might stop having someone to carry them. They'll still be blacked out on our local ES, you know, our ESPN Plus and stuff. And speaking of blackouts, this is a conversation I really want to get into. This is been segueing to, you know, I've, I got a, there's a plan to how I talk, you know, um, the NHL is down in viewership 22%. Why? Because of fucking ESPN blackouts. You can't watch your own goddamn hometown teams. There's one. There's a good reason. Yeah. Any other reasons? Carl Koliakovo sure hit a lot this morning. My reason I don't watch the NHL is because, you know, he used to fucking blow when he played. So he said advanced stats are why people don't watch the NHL. There's one reason. Ish. BS. Not true. If you look at basketball and football, have you watched a – has he watched a football game in the last year, two years, three years? Do you see the amount of just incredible advanced stats that they show during the game? The graphics that they show, right? The next-gen stats. All that kind of stuff. You're right. And NFL viewership continues to, you know, soar. You know, people love watching the NFL. It might be scripted, but, you know, at least people are watching. <laughs> if you ask Arian Foster, he'll tell you it's scripted. But the NHL is struggling to get viewership. And um, they got to do something because they're down 22 whole percent. That is a fit. Make hockey violent again. I, I don't know, dude. You gotta, you gotta, maybe you market the right players. No, he, he, I saw this Instagram comment. I obviously don't know, know it, but he says, as a casual like hockey fan, people watch it for the big hits and the fights. And you can still have the skill in the game, obviously, but you do have to have a certain amount of types of players still bang bodies and still fight every night kind of thing. Yeah, but we, we do have the I, issue with the head injuries and I, I disagree. I, 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 I know you disagree. True. I know we've talked about this. Art. I just because, saw this comment. I was the like, NHL, the NHL is getting right. circles run around them by, by other sports that are becoming more and more skilled. There's not fighting. There's not all that stuff. A lot of people are probably deterred from the NHL for that stuff. And on top of that, the off the off ice stuff, you know. There's a lot of the NHL has done a horrendous job on being inclusive. They have, they've tried and tried and they've struck out because there are a lot of people who watch the game that are. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this and not for it to come out wrong. Who have very old fashioned views on things. I get what you're saying. If you want to grow the game, 
you got to expand to new markets. You got to expand to different minority groups. You got to, you got to expand, you know, you got to well, show it that, that hockey, we talk hockey about for every When did we t- movement. Yeah, we talked about this a little we, bit with Provorov, but it's gotten it's gotten worse since. No, not even Provorov. We I, I don't know if it was we were on a call or was it lot last pod. If it, the it may Coyotes have been. were in Footprint Center, like it it expand to the minority group of Phoenix. That's what, that. Me and you had that. Me and you had that discussion. Yeah, it, yes. that would be that's one way. And yeah. the Coyotes, the Coyotes are an organization, and I hate to, you know, oh, you're like, I'm not because I've never been a huge Coyotes fan, but recently I've really, I've become a Coyotes fan. Um, I have. They're my top five teams now. They never used to be. They have done an incredible <laughs> job with reaching out to to the the markets that have, are untapped in Phoenix. The the minority population in Phoenix. The Coyotes have done an incredible job. They have. They whether it's certain themed nights or community outreach programs or whatever the case may be, if everybody followed the Coyotes business model with community engagement and growing the game in that aspect, I think the game would be growing a lot differently. It's not working in Arizona because Glendale just didn't work for 80% of the people in the Valley. It didn't. No. The majority of people lived in a different area. So Phoenix, it only worked even out Tempe, for me. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, in a central location, whether it be Phoenix or ideally right now, this arena in Tempe, you're going to see an uptick in that in, in attendance and in, fandom and everything however else you want to measure it. Like, we talked about the ticket sales in the nhl you said they an upper seat in like a ter- obviously in toronto and all this these places but like is what upwards 100 bucks you said wasn't it yeah I, I mean i spent i spent 55 on a struggling app to see a struggling abs team per ticket for 200 level so i mean like realistically the sun's seat i think it's what thirteen thousand. Well, instead of mullet, I get mullet works but, too. No, but like, yeah, they, that's you still got to get the new arena though, and I'm not interrupting you. But thirteen thousand is not NHL arena. No, that's a, that's really low. That's like it I want to say small, NHL, it be, but it would be the smallest. But we're a low market team. We're a low market team. Phoenix is the seventh largest city in the U.S. Okay, I one hundred. Yeah, I can't argue it. But like, compared in compared in hockey, it's a low market though. Right, but. But I, we don't necessarily know. It's either fifth or seventh largest population in the United States. I, I can't yeah, remember book, which. Yeah, book that right now, Coleman. Yeah, there's Philly. It's it's either one ahead of Philly or one behind Philly. I know Philly's six, I believe. Okay. Let's see. I'm looking it's, it up right now. Yeah, it's New York, L.A., Chicago. What's fifth. fourth? They're fifth. They're fifth. Okay, fifth, mm-hmm. largest, fifth largest city in the United States. That's got to be and a big market team. The Footprint Center holds 18,000. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. That that would be a. a I was going to say sized. I was going to say thirteen thousand for the NBA. That'd be a crime. Oh, because they expanded yeah. it. Fuck, I forgot about that. They expanded footprint. BB's covering his. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, seriously, they did. You know this. You fucking <laughs> know, were a part of it. You lived in downtown. <laughs> I know. Downtown Phoenix is, is would would not be an awful if if the Suns and Coyotes even with... agree. That would be a very nice place for the Coyotes to have played originally 100%. three years ago. And they could go back to the ago, purple Kachinas because it would fit the whole arena vibe because it's yep. all purple. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, I mean, these businessmen, they're owned by two different people. And at the end of the day, when two teams are owned by two different people, very- they won't play in the same building. Rarely. Maybe, I'm not saying never, but rarely. You know? 
Um, but if you own an NFL team, you can also own an NHL team, fun fact. Or if you own an NFL team, you can also own an NBA team. There's a rule. Um, that's why a lot of guys have their wives own the NFL team or they own the other league. Like the Pagulas. Yeah, one of them own each. Shout out to the, the royalty of Buffalo. I hope that Kim is doing all right. Um, yeah, royalty of Buffalo. But, yeah, no, I mean, the Coyotes have done an excellent job. But, I mean, the NHL just in general – they they haven't done a great job recently of of really you know they say that that hockey is for everyone but they're not doing that above and beyond and I'm not saying kick Bravo but definitely right but I'm saying I'm more. saying explain explain the ex, just explain the importance of show of that showing right just him make I don't mean to bring up him wearing the jersey but he puts on that jersey. And they have a beautiful night where it shows every player stands behind your your choice, not stands behind, not stands behind or believes or would personally do it, but stands behind your choice to be you. That's and you know what? The smallest message NHL got. NHL backlash because it's taking a step back and it's bringing old school type of fans. And there's not many of them anymore, obviously, but the ones that are noted. Like I was looking at Instagram comments. A single game of my life, but just bought a pro jersey like that type of. That's not. No, and that pushes away a very large amount of people from it, the game. Yes, and way from, more than and, it's bringing in. Yes, so for the Rangers to cancel wearing their jerseys and warm ups or really even they wore them. Celebrate. I forgot they wore them. Wasn't there a picture no. wearing them in the past? But they canceled Dolan fucking or not? Is it wow? Who, it's Dolan, right? Dolan, can't, yeah, Dolan, yeah, Dolan, James year, Dolan. So. Great, yeah. Anyway, while we're talking about the Coyotes, I want to get into Zegers and Stetcher, and I want to get both of your guys' Ooh. thoughts on this. I'm. I think this is, might be one of the actual things the NHL is being inclusive on because it's the cover. I really do. What are you pointing at this for? The game was tied. Yeah, I. I saw a video. Oh, here, Coleman, I'll let, you, I'll let you share your thoughts, and I'll tell you, and then I'll share. I've always stood by the fact that I think Trevor Zegers is just an absolute sleaze douchebag. There it is. So this just, you know, kind of strengthens the case a little bit. And he just, like, everyone, they're trying to push him as the face of the league, and it's just, he's not the he, guy. He's I see not the shit. guy you need. I see, I hear shit like Jack Hughes and Trevor Zegers start to get kind of cocky. And then I almost want to agree with DB about making the game more physical again. I, I hate to say that. It sounds very wrong. Cl- no, Clint, it's, it's needed. These guys these need are to totally the kids humbled. that need to be put in their place. They need the guy. They need a Revo walking around. They, they catch a hit. Hey, welcome because to the league, kid. They've never gotten their are, welcome to the league. Yeah, these, Crosby's gotten his These are the, the kids. They, they grew up playing the, in the, on the NTDP. They weren't yeah. playing against big guys. They were playing fucking roller hockey in the summers being pussies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. These guys no, aren't like I, Matthews I, I, going overseas to play his last year before in the, he goes to the NHL. They, yeah. they were just sticking to playing against all their 18-year-olds, yep. being content with it. Even they, Mitch Marner. I, I, I'll go to an extent that say even Mitch Marner, there's, there's a fine at line. At least he has a heart. Him. At least he has a heart, say, there's, there's a fine line. <laughs> there's a fine line between Mitch Marner and then Zegers and, and Hughes. Mitch Marner is he, it's very – they should be pushing him. I, you know, Mike, I'm going to get backlash from DB Push on this Push fucking one, Matthews. They should, right. But, but Mitch Marner has been outspoken 
towards some things, especially men's mental health as of late and just mental health in general, but especially just, in, you know, in general, yeah. anyway, um, you know, like bell, let's talk day, let's talk day, whatever you want to call it. I'm not calling it bell. Let's talk day anymore. Cause bell's a fucking scummy company. Um, but yeah, I mean, on, on that day, you know, he had a, he had a very, a lot of nice things to say. Um, and pushing a guy like Mitch Marner is a thousand times better for the league than pushing a guy like, like Trevor Zegers. I really think so. I do. Yeah. That's my little yeah, I still but think there's better options. There's oh, so many too. more options. That was, that was, you that push, was what did you push Adam Fox? I don't they know. They You got, yeah. <laughs> the problem is Adam Fox, you got to get someone who is also still vocal, right? You can't push McDavid because, I mean, you oh, know, yeah, you've seen yeah. the picture we, of yeah, McDavid with yeah, yeah, the bucket couple in the airport, you know. But Matthews is another good example, though. I, I do like pushing, you know, pushing Matthews is that, you know, that that brand of the NHL. Yeah, you know, they tried he, to with he's Crosby. got the swagger, but he, I mean, tried to with Crosby. It, when I talked to my friends, like, that, like when I first told him I'd play hockey when I was really younger, that's all they would know. So well, yeah, they... but but in terms yeah. of in terms of outspokenness, Crosby's never been one to really push the game. You know what I mean? You okay, got to have someone right. who's yeah. also going to talk. And I think a guy like Matthews or Marner or there's several other examples that I can't think of. Um, even if they had pushed Stamkos more, I wish they would have pushed Stamkos over Tavares. I really do. They didn't, they they kind of yeah. tried to push Tavares as the golden boy of the NHL, and Stamkos quietly went around putting up fifty. But yeah. you know, another to be fair, so did Tavares. I mean, but like, well, yeah, uh, well, yeah, but but Stamkos, you know, they pushed Tavares, and and he wasn't really. But he wasn't spoken, in an American you know? market. I mean, neither no, was Tavares. Yeah. Or I mean, or or sorry, wow, wow, wow I'm just, struggling. All right, you know what, DB, shut the fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> wow. I, wow. I'm stunned with that. TV is stunned. Can we cut um, that? But, see, no, we're not cutting anything. I, I don't have the shields. Uh, that, that'll um, be our, our, our episode preview. Yeah. <laughs> DB, DB just postering himself. But, yeah, about Zegers and Stetcher, um, I saw another clip where Stetcher was telling Clayton Keller that Zegers is talking about his wife. So, it looked like Zegret. I don't know what he was pointing to, but in another clip, Stetcher said that you know he's talking about his wife. So, either way, wrong. You know, yeah, over the line. Shit stays. You know, who's Zegret's fucking wife? Uh, um, yeah. So, I don't know. I just think the Zegret needs to be humbled. Someone needs to do it, and I know that the, the Coyotes tried to last year. Um, you know, but it just ended up in him talking shit about the Coyotes of the franchise, and I think that's part of the reason I can't stand the kid. But this, I, this, I, this is an anti-Trevor Zegers podcast. I'm sorry. I fucking hate tre- – I can't stand Trevor Zegers. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Yep. I think DB agrees. I know DB agrees. I mean, I, I don't think – obviously, I don't think he should be pushed. It's not like I think he's a bad player. It's, I think he's obviously a – no, a player I know, in the league that we no, need. No, no, I know, I know, player. yeah, no, I know yeah. you guys aren't saying that. I know you guys aren't saying that. But I'm, I, he's obviously a player in the league, like in the league that we need. But just he's not that guy, and he needs to be humbled. And that's why I firmly agree, and I will stand with this to the day that I die. That hockey needs to be more violent. It does, because when you let cocky fucks run around, 
It's just a bunch of cocky fucks making millions running around. Then it's the NBA. That's what makes the NHL so different from the NBA. Why are we trying to adapt to being just like it? Why can't we be diverse and do our own thing and be, you know, going out for everyone in our own way? You know, there are there's a tough majority of people in this world that would play hockey and, you know, be a so, you know, yeah, I maybe I might score 10 goals a year, but I'll defend my teammate in a heartbeat because, you know, that's my brother. There's a good majority of people in the world that would do that. Yeah, if they knew how to yeah. skate. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. No, I know. I, no, I know. I'm just, yeah, no, I, I get exactly where you're coming from. Um, and I, and I, yeah, I agree. I do. But let's, let's while we're talking about superstars and, you know, money and, and high-end players, it sounds like David Pasternak is not going to settle for any less than 11.64. Good. Do you know why? He's worth it. Because the tax makes, probably. Who makes 11? Oh. Who makes Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he's, he's I think Pasternak's better than Panarin. Easily. The only thing, the only, here's my one thing with that, right? If, if Pasternak goes and this is obviously not going to happen, it's just a shit example. And he goes and signs with, I don't know, the Carolina Hurricanes or, oh, I don't know, the, the Florida Panthers where tax is either, you know, none or very slim. That's a lot different than signing in New York City. I agree. 100%. Yeah, true. That's the only thing. And I think he's, I think he's way better than Panarin. But keep in mind, at the end of the day, the comparative is how much is – and this is probably what Boston's going to try to say. How much is Panarin taking home out of that eleven six four? Okay, what if we got you? But how much is Pasternak going to take home? Yeah, like think about it. I don't know the difference between the. Coleman, can you look you up can't, that? You can't, but the problem is you can't just look it up. You got to go to Cap Friendly and Tax Calculator, but because because they're in a certain tax bracket, so if you just type in tax, they're thinking it's just you know ninety percent of citizens, not oh, someone coming home with eleven sixty four. Yeah, I just looked up Massachusetts. He's only said five percent. Yeah, I think he's getting taxed a little more than five percent of his income. Probably. Maybe not. Like, if that's the, yeah. if that's the case, though, that's a lot less than New York City. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, New York's they have a bunch for New York. I assume Panarin would fall in the highest one at ten point nine. Yes. Yeah, they might not tax. I some places might not tax differently based on income. I don't know. New I know York's Florida not. doesn't tax all. I know New York definitely taxes differently for income. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he falls in that in that ten percent. So right off the rip, he's losing about he's losing over one point six four, right off the bat, just in taxes. Yeah, just in income tax. That's not counting anything else. Um, yeah. So I think you know Pasternak's got a very good case for wanting to make more than Panarin, but we got to stop comparing the pre-tax number, and we got to start. I don't know. I, the NHL, we just need to get this, this salary cap this, up. This hard guys do start need to get start getting paid more. The salary cap needs. To, I think it needs to be more based on. I feel like we talked about this on here. We have Clayton. You've definitely talked about it, right? I have. I'm. I'm a yeah. big. People hate the hard salary cap. I like it, but I think it needs to be a percentage of. of I think taxes need to be a part in. I think it needs to change city by city, because yeah. those Florida teams get a massive advantage on how much, you know, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Bobrovsky is probably taking home after just state tax the same amount as Panarin. That's why they both signed those deals. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because 
a lot of people want the NHL to get rid of the salary cap, but you get rid of the salary cap and automatically you're fucking half the NHL. Yeah. If, if my team doesn't have a salary cap and I'm a big owner of a team in LA, right. And I own the Kings and I got, I'm one of the richest owners. I don't know if the Kings owners are one of the richest, but I assume that, you know, anyway, in the past, it's been like this in other sports. It's like, this is the bigger, the city, the wealthier, the owner, the wealthier, the team, the more profitable, the better players. And it continues that way. And then teams like, I don't know, Columbus, Arizona. Why um, would Arizona be a shitty place to come? The owner's a billionaire. Right. But when you have, when your other places are, look at the other places, you know what I mean? And look at, and compare, and also consider franchise history. Okay. Yes. I do. I do agree. But also, you're in your flip flops to the rink. <laughs> right, but some guys don't want that. You're right. Because for a lot of guys, guys different. Right, but for a lot of guys, it's different from where they grew up. But either way, you're looking. You know, yeah, Phoenix is a relatively big market, but the, in terms of hockey, it's it, they. I know. I, we I don't just think they about it. I know this is just kind of turning into just like a a crazy hockey podcast, but like that's what it is. <laughs> hockey podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like no. Coyotes podcast, pretty much. Well, yes, yes, and no. But, but I think, yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. But like, I don't know. It's just like they need to figure we've, it out. We've had this, and we've had this discussion before about about guys in Arizona, and I'm sure it'd be a destination for some. But comparing it to what I mean, New York City, Toronto. Oh, I 100 percent um, fucking agree. LA, and and uh, Florida. A lot of guys would rather play in Florida. I mean, yeah, this, there would be no salary cap, but on top of that, there would also be no tax. So, you know, um, Arizona would be – you know, Vegas would do very well, I feel like. Um, the Avs wouldn't do bad. But, you know, you, you wouldn't favor a lot of markets. A lot of markets wouldn't do favorably. Buffalo, Ottawa, Montreal would do very well. Calgary, Edmonton probably wouldn't do great. Vancouver would do all right. Seattle would do all right. Anaheim would probably do eh. San Jose, I don't know, probably eh. Those are just off the top of my head. But you would, there would be a lot of, you know, New York, both New York teams. Um, maybe loves to hear that. L.A., Toronto, Montreal would probably be the best teams every year by far. They'd be three-peating, two, you know, whatever. Dynasties. Okay. Like you look at the N- NFL, look at the NBA. We would become like the NBA. Where there's basement teams for It just years. feels like no matter what we do, it's just going to be the NBA, no matter how we I push don't, it. I don't think with a salary cap. I think with the salary okay, cap. Okay, yeah, but then the think about when you keep it with the salary cap, you're paying the cocky assholes to try to push the game like we talked about with Zegris, and then we're getting nowhere. Well, we're just going in way. a fucking rabbit race circle. Will, well, guess what? You're also going to be able to pay fucking a fighter $4 million to go fucking whip his ass. Right, but that's just that's just. I don't think anybody with or without a salary cap would pay fucking Ryan Reeves or Nick Delorier four million dollars. Yeah, they aren't getting that either way. Okay, I don't think there's enough money in the game for that to happen. There's not enough money yeah, in the world for that to happen. Yeah. No, think about it. There's guys in the NBA that make they, a they lot can't of money. Spit. That... The guys in the NBA, at least they can run. <laughs> and there's more True. money in the league. I'm not trying and to those say owners Ryan have more those money guys. to spend. I'm saying no, but, at the time. Yeah, but but at the same time, a lot of those guys they can't really skate. You know, I, I the game's I get getting it. faster. That's I 100 get it. That's what I'm saying. These guys do have to be 
adapted to the new speed, but they can still serve a purpose and a role. I feel like hockey's just losing a very key role. Yeah, they can serve a gonna... purpose, just not for four million dollars. <laughs> oh my! I was just trying to make it because, like, you got you do not understand these NBA contracts sometimes. Like, no, I know, some... no, trust no, me, yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, they're, they're nuts. Bench they're players nuts. are getting paid fucking twenty-five million dollar contracts over three years, and I'm yeah. sitting there like, wow. So they have the money and... to do it. Exactly. But, That's but what the I'm NHL, saying. If, the if NHL have doesn't the NBA... have the money to do it. The, the no salary cap. I still don't right, think but, they would have money to do. Rev- it's based on revenue. The NBA is such Good better point. revenue. Good point. The NBA and the NBA and NFL and and even soccer and I mean, fuck, not base. I don't know. Baseball still has more viewership than the NHL, but um, I believe, yeah, no, definitely, they definitely do. Um, but all those sports, they they have so much more revenue than the NHL. Well, guess what channels they're on? The basic fucking ones. Get a fucking deal with goddamn, I don't know. Right, but but it's it just it's a continual circle where the NHL gets a better deal, right? But in order to get a better deal, they gotta have a higher revenue. But in order to get a higher revenue, they gotta have a better, better deal. TV deal. Or they need to start they need to stop this fucking revenue sharing bullshit and start being hard on teams. I hate to I hate to bring it Rip back Arizona. to the coyotes. Well, where does that leave the coyotes? Rip Arizona. Right. It yeah. leaves the coyotes in Houston or Quebec yeah. City. Or somewhere else, but at the end of the day, the NHL, if they want to start, if they want to be serious, they got to start. There's got to be more money coming in, and and the Coyotes being in Glendale for so long, selling six dollar tickets with all you can eat hot dogs. I used to get those tickets all the fucking time. So, <laughs> yeah. so I know. they were so lit. No, they were they were incredible. But well, look, look at the went. Diamondbacks too. They fucking it's the same thing. But look at how many people the Diamondbacks seat. Fifty thousand, and you get maybe 50, what eight thousand? No, Chase Field's that big. Yeah, yeah, I said. Yeah, I said it's about fifty thousand. Oh, I thought you said. Oh, it's no, forty-eight. Yeah. So it's it about have, yeah ten k, maybe on a fucking no, yeah, not but, per not for not per game, not per game. Hell no, I've been in there where it's been under a thousand on a weekday. Yeah, but as a league, they're they're also more profitable from TV uh, yeah exactly from the days exactly. when they build those stadiums because they've been a very successful league for a lot longer than the NHL. Successful league, you know the NHL. That's that's a start, but you know they it just wasn't the end. Wasn't the MLB was for the MLB, yeah. especially in the nineties, eighties, and nineties. I mean the Royd was... era. I think the hockey oh, needs to hit the Royd era. Oh, I know. Imagine a bunch of dudes out there on steroids just running each other. Anyway, um, a couple more things I got on here. We got way off. Jeez, <laughs> this is really bad. Uh, speaking of taking things you shouldn't, um, Andrew Burnett, uh, DUI. <laughs> Driving his golf cart. Um, apparently, the cops. Apparently, the cops were waiting outside the bar because he parked there. Uh, he parked somewhere you couldn't park your golf cart, and he said he'd be right out. And they waited for him to start driving, and then pulled him over right away. So he ran a couple so stop signs. Beautiful, beautiful assist from the cops on that one. You know, perhaps just saying, "Hey, dude, don't fucking get on your golf cart." But brunette, you know, also got to know better. Um. Ilya McKayev season over, done for the year. Yeah. Uh, Peter Laviolette, fourteen hundred games as a head coach. I think he's the sixteenth in NHL history. Wow. Uh, speaking of coaches, Ryan Getzloff is planning on joining the Anaheim Ducks coaching staff in the very near future. That's hype. Very. I don't know That'd what I don't know what the I don't know what the position will be. 
I, I, you know, um, I don't know if, what the plan is with Dallas Eakins, but I doubt it'll be head coach. But still, I don't know what that. No, looks I can like. see He'll, it though. He could work his way there. Oh, totally. And I uh, think he could just hop right in. I think he knows him so well. Oh, I do too. I do too. And, and you know, he'd be he'd be real good to get. Maybe in there, he just sees you know, what Dallas Eakins doesn't, and they're just like, "Wow, we actually yeah. like his plan better." Oh yeah, I, I I think that you know, I like Dallas Eakins, but. This is a team that needs – they need just a little bit of a new direction and, and yeah. needs a change too. Um, L.A. is hunting a long-term goaltender. Possibility that it's Thatcher Demko. The Sabres and Penguins are the other two teams that are leading the rush for Demko. And uh, But L.A. is looking for a permanent goaltender solution because right now they, they don't have one. They have Cal Peterson in the AHL. They have Phoenix Copley, who is a career AHLer, and they have – Jonathan Quick, who is, you know, on the back fucking two of his NHL career. So, yeah, um, I think Demko certainly makes the most sense for L.A. over the other teams. But then they can't fucking get – I mean, they got the prospects to make a Chikorin and Demko trade and go for it, too. That's crazy. The price on Demko can't be super high right now. He's had a a pretty bad year. Yeah, he's he's been injured for a while. He's only – He's only played 15 games. He has a 3-9-3 goals against average and an 8-8 On a shitty fucking – yeah, I like – he's had an off season. Peterson he's been good second? for the rest of his career. Peterson in a second. I don't know. Peterson, that contract thinking, on him is more, really high. He's got one more year after like this one. Turcotte in a second. I don't know if That's they want – no, much. no, no way, dude. Turcotte, they value They are going to trade an A prospect. I don't think Turcotte gets moved even for – I don't think Turcotte gets moved even for, for – um, Chickering. I don't no, think they're going to move on. I think it would be Byfield because because Turcotte's a really yes over Turcotte over Turcotte hundred percent. Turcotte's been incredible in the AHL this year, and he's more of a two way forward. And they're about to lose one of the greatest two way forwards ever playing right. in the NHL. Yeah, that's the only reason. Um, for Buffalo, so, I don't think it makes sense with Demko. I don't. Because, with, I mean, as long as they have Comrie, it doesn't make sense. If they lose Comrie, then I'm all in. Still, Luke. I I think they need to ride Luke in for a little while. He's rookie of the month. He's been really good recently. He's just yeah. That that's a home like they've grown him his whole career, and I he's finally getting the chance to play there. I think yeah. you just got to ride the hot hand. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, you got to get some backups yeah. and reinforcements. He's not, next he's year not they need to look at it. They still have Anderson 60, for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, next year next year he ain't a sixty game goalie. I'll tell you that much. Not next year, but in the future, I think he could. I think he could too, unless Levi Bunny hops him. But yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah, those two um, splitting could be good though. Oh yeah, that could be really Maybe good for Bu- Buffalo I if think we get Buffalo Levi to sign. Stay out. I have three but, more comments. Go. That yeah, they're leading the rush for him now. Boston needs a center. Those are two of my comments. And I'm going to end on this one, and I hope Coleman has something else because it's an awful note to end on. A little bit of NFL news for the day. <laughs> Joe Mixon, warrant for his arrest. Of course, you're just so salty that you have to find any bangle Dude, he waved slander. A gun at a, he waved a gun in a woman's face today. Okay, at a yeah, restaurant but like, yeah. Saying he couldn't get arrested because he's in the NFL. Fuck off with that. No matter who it was. No way he actually did that. No yes. way he actually did yeah, that. Yes, and now he's and now he's fucking now he's oh un, now he's God. fucking got an arrest warrant, so he's fucked. Two charges. And the other thing mm-hmm. is Tony, it sounds like Tony Romo could potentially be gone this summer. Uh, out of the booth. 
That makes sense. They might they have a ten year deal with him. They might cut it two years into the deal. That makes sense. Yeah, you become a quarterback dick rider. And um, one more thing before I hand it over to Coleman. I know Coleman's probably got a couple more notes we didn't get to. It sounds one. like it sounds like Carolina's make making a splash for a big name. I don't know who it's gonna be, but Carolina is a team to watch. Debris gets a tough one because he's he's due for a nine million dollar qualifying offer. Is it the one that I was that I was gonna talk about that's also due for a nine million qualifying offer over in San Jose? Uh-huh. I already said New Jersey, but go ahead. I didn't hear I didn't hear that part. I was I mean I wasn't gonna say Carolina. The last I saw was Buffalo, Montreal, and Detroit looking for him. Yeah. Last I don't I, I don't see a fit in Montreal. Last all. I saw was New Jersey's the front runner. Really? Who are we? We're looking at different sources. Who, who is who is the who is New Jersey looking at moving for him? Because they're guess. they're asking prices a first, a top prospect, and two B prospects, or a first, a good prospect, and a young roster player. You ready? Hear me out. This one might be a little crazy. A first. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this guy would be considered a very good prospect, but he's coming to North America next year. Shakir Mukadamulin. And maybe Chase Stillman for two okay prospects. If not, no, not Chase Stillman. They're not looking for two okay prospects, though. Well, Mukadamulin's a a top-end defensive prospect. He's not top-top If if they're looking for a top prospect from New Jersey, it would be Alex Holtz. I say that's where the asking price would be. That's yeah. a real that's a real tough one because San Jose is going to try to do that, and and other teams are going to say, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't move Holtz. Sorry. Oh no, but I think that's what where the price is right now. I think so too. Here's the I thing. think top prospect means top prospect. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good point. But I, I not Stillman, but Mook the Moulin would be one of the good prospects, and and there would be a second one in there. I just couldn't think of. Well, they're maybe looking... Sharon Govich. That 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 yeah, maybe Mercer, yeah, one of those yeah, one of those guys and and Mukama Dulin first. I, I would rather that would I would rather return. do I'd rather do that than move Holtz for sure. A hundred percent for Timo Meyer, who is a very good player, but we haven't really seen the full extent of what he can do, and there's a risk attached because he's you know he hasn't played in a system that you know yeah yeah so um that's a tough one for San Jose though it's a move that they got to be very careful because we've seen what. We're, we've seen multiple times what um, holding on to a guy for too long can do. Yes. Oh, yeah. And if they hold on to him until this summer when that $9 million qualifying offer is due, that, 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 everything changes. Then they're mm-hmm. fucked. Yeah. And, and we enter a quadruple situation. Not the same, but a very similar sense of a team backed up against the wall. They can't do anything. They got to move the guy and settle for less than what the asking price was two months before. I think we're going to see it in Arizona. I hate to bring it back to the Coyotes, but I think we're going to see it with Chikrin. Unless they can get it done soon. Yeah. It's got to be now. It can't be it next year. Be. Right now he's got three years left on his deal. $4.6 million. It's got to be dead, deadline at the latest. Oh, yeah. Maybe draft. But that's New York it. Islanders, one for one. Noah Dobson. Okay. I'm fucking with wow. you. I don't, I don't know. That would just be a stupid trade. No, that's just not good. For... I don't know. I think it'd be a stupid trade for the Islanders. I don't like that going either way. Yeah. 
22 year old no adoption I just don't think it's a good trade all right that's fair I don't think it benefits either team no. that's what I mean that's why it's not a good trade it's not like I mean, that's Dobson, not helping either side that much Dobson is still pretty young but I think the Coyotes it's like Chickren isn't I know Chickren's 26 right but he's close to like 24 no I, he's 24 he's 26 in my franchise my bad. Oh my fucking god. My bad. He's um, twenty four. Yeah, I mean yeah, good point. Then then I think LA. I still think LA for Chickren. I don't know why. No, that's the safest bet. They have such a great prospect pool, you can dip your toes in anything. Yeah, besides goal besides he's, goalies. Besides goalies. He's yeah. a very good defenseman to add and if they can get Peter Peterson off the books and Quick gets off the books this year, so if they can add a goalie for relatively cheap and yeah. add Chikrin for on a very good contract, then uh, you know. But if I'm the Coyotes, I'm wor- I know that the Kings won't move them, but I'm working my ass off to try to. No, I'm not trying to get Turcotte actually. No, they have. If I'm the Coyotes, I'm trying the to get defenseman. Yeah, they need defense. Brant Clark. There's not a. There's not a lot. But oh yeah, Brant Clark. You read my mind. Yeah. That's crazy. It's not like we talk about it once a week. Brant Clark. How do you <laughs> that would be the guy to look at there. How do you know that I would say Brant Clark? And you know who I would say <laughs> if they were talking to Anaheim? But they're not. <laughs> OZ. OZ. <laughs> oh, God. One for one oh. in Vancouver for Quinn Hughes. And on Ooh. that note, we're going <laughs> to... They'll go down in top five Bill Armstrong Good. trades that never happened. Um, because he would never trade for Quinn Hughes. I don't think. I don't think they'd ever trade Quinn Hughes. I don't think they, they said. Well, yeah, they said they are. I don't yeah, think. I don't. They think consider him main part of their core. Oh yes, that's right. I he hope so. Well, I don't Peters, Peterson, Kuzmenko, and Hughes. Yeah. I don't think that Bill Armstrong is even crosses mind any of the Hugheses. No. Oh, the only place no. Quinn Hughes could go is New Jersey. Yeah, Quinn Hughes is too small for Bill Armstrong. We need big guys back there. Yeah. Which is which I don't I'm not gonna complain about. Brant Clark, good option. Big offensive defenseman. Boom. Replace Chickren. Replaces Chickren and, and I'm I'm sure you could get more than just Brant Clark. There's no way it would just be that. There's no way. Chickren has been oh, incredible yes. this season. Coming back from injury, his I mean, he's been great. Now he's injured again, right? No. no. No, he's good. No, he's good. He there was a scare that he was, but I think he's yeah, good. yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. Got to move him before it fucking happens again. But yeah, all right. Well, uh, but yeah, let's just cut it. We'll be back next week. Probably record Wednesday, drop Thursday. We'll have to we'll have to see how that works for everyone. But we'll be back next uh, mid next week. This will drop. I'll drop this tomorrow. So see everybody. Peace. Peace.